This is episode 26 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. And coming to you live from the heater-infested house, HQ. Furnace down at 4620. <laughs> furnace down. The furnace died on Friday, and it's been a little cold around here. I haven't been around, so I'm okay. Yeah, actually, Wacy has no idea what's been happening here. How cold? It was 11 degrees Celsius when I woke up on uh, Sunday morning. That's very cold. It was really chilly, man. I was quite cold, but could use a snuggle buddy. <laughs> Thunder buddy. <laughs> Didn't even die. Funny. So luckily, Don Johansson going south for the winter stole his heaters. Hey, hey man, I got some space heaters for you. I'm not going to need them where I'm going. <laughs> That's actually clutch because once you get the furnace fixed, we probably could pop one of those in the garage. Oh, yeah. Because like, my hockey equipment never dries out. <laughs> like it never dries out. It's I'm just so gonna, cold all the time. I'm just going to tell Don I'll give him the heater back in the spring. The spring, yeah. Or I'll just keep it and say, you know... It broke. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Don. That heater just, you know. Just died. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I probably won't do that. I'll probably see if I can buy it off him. Someone stole it. A gently used space heater. Don, you spend any winters in Arizona? You don't need don't space heater anymore. Space heater. Come on. I'll buy one off you from my garage. Maybe I'll just gift them to you. Like, hey, man. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of them, though. One of them already didn't work, though. Oh, so he knows. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's, he never uses them. He gave me a faulty heater. He never uses them, so he doesn't even know if they work. doesn't even know if they work, yeah. Freak. It was actually hotter in my room last night with the heater than it was if I had the furnace, furnace on anyways. Yeah. So my room gets really cold. <laughs> like even when we have the furnace going. Oh really? I still get cold, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I like I kinda like it, like it's when it's a little cooler when you're trying to sleep. That's true. I don't like it to be really hot. <laughs> Funny story I forgot about the CFR. <laughs> <laughs> the one night it was Thursday night or Friday night when you guys before you when guys I came back? back. No, you I was by myself still. Oh, okay. And uh I must have, when I got home, I must have tried to turn the fan on because I like sleeping with a fan on because I have ringing in my ears. The fan? So I, like the fan? The fan. Like, the, like I just tried to turn the fan on. The, in the hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you smoked yourself out. Yeah, so I, cran- I, I must have <laughs> cranked the heat and then I closed those two doors into like the room. Like So we had like, oh. we had, like a room with like, a king-size bed and there was two doors to like yeah, block to it off. hide a bed area. Yeah, so I closed it and I woke up and I was just sweating. <laughs> like, I was sweating beads, man. Had you been on the liquor? Yeah, I had a few drinks. <laughs> Enough to know that, that you turned, not know that you turned the yeah, heater exactly. up Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forgot about it. So yeah. then I woke up and I'm just dying, like sweating so bad. <laughs> no. Like just soaked. So then I went and figured out what I'd done and got it all sorted out. But I turned oh, it down. Dear. Then I turned the heat down like really low so it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like an opposite effect. Oh, wow. So you gave yourself pneumonia in your hotel made me, room. Made me laugh. I was in hot. In a controlled climate. Hot and cold at the same time. Uh, good times. It was funny. Good times in Red Deer. The CFR, I guess. What do we do? We do the yeah. last episode was... Before, wasn't it? No, it came out like the week after before the PBR finals. It's true. We didn't really talk about that because we don't really... We talked about it a little bit, mm. but like we're not about current events really, you know? We're just like kind of like a hip podcast that like, you know, Hipsters. we just talk about random shit that's going on. Lots of random stuff. Like the furnace. The know? furnace breaking down. <laughs> Me sweating and waking myself up in a hotel room. Fun times. It's only like, it's pretty warm out. Like it's going to be plus eight today. So yeah, it's been, we got actually pretty lucky with how the weather's been, been pretty for good, November. Usually this time of year, it's yeah. like two feet of snow, minus 30. Yeah. Nasty out. It's crazy. It doesn't seem like end of November. Like I've got like two weeks of school left and then I'm back yeah. in exams and my first semester's over. So yeah. like it's crazy how fast it's gone by. Yeah. So it's almost my birthday. Yeah. And we're going to have friends miss at friends the house miss. again at HQ. So many things to look for. I love December. You do? The well, zoo light starts on Friday. Gonna go check oh, those out. Oh. Yeah. Taking your date? Yeah. Take Sarah over there. Well, that'd be neat. Yeah. Oh, oh and, okay. Hello. Uh, so the <laughs> furnace repair guy just showed up. So bear with us. We'll be back after this. Two hours later. Okay, we're back. And the uh, furnace is fixed. Oh, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Hold We've on. We've got heat. We've got awesome smooth running furnace. Oh, baby. <laughs> So we now have heat back in 4620. We're not going to fr- turn into Eskimos and freeze to death. It's actually quieter now, too. Like, it's it doesn't run loudly. It might not keep me up at night. It might be, like, you know, fixing it. But it was cost me 450 So, basically, the podcast, we're not making any money at the podcast, but now we're really doing the podcast for free. Losing money now. We'll, pod, we'll podcast to fix furnace. That's... <laughs> Someone want to pay pay us? <laughs> <laughs> so we can pay for fixing the furnace. <laughs> yeah, so that's my life now at 28, uh, fixing the furnace for... Uh, fixing this house. Fixing the house. The old uh, 4620 was built in 1963. It's made of wood stick construction. Solid foundation. Solid foundation. The basement. I was talking with my brother, and he said that when he <laughs> buys a house, like he's not going to buy a house built 
after 2010. Really? Yeah. Just because there's the quality of houses these days are not near what they were back like when they were built in the 60s. Really? Late in, yeah, later 90s. We got a good house. <coughs> it's a nice house. Good. Solid. HQ was built to last. Even good. if the furnace ran, you know, you just need to give it some mm-hmm. TLC once in a while. Mm-hmm. But my feet are nice and toasty by this furnace. And I've been, junk, like, I've been house sitting for some friends like the past little while yeah. here. And yeah. uh, I've been staying in a townhouse this week. Yeah. And like, I never really appreciated having a backyard until oh until now because like they have a dog and stuff and like yeah for it to go outside to the bathroom you have to take it out for a walk and man i really i hate going for walks so like, i'd rather just turn it out in the backyard <laughs> well and i grew up like with what i like, grown up on like far, on the ranch the whole, my whole life like yeah you have a dog you just turn him loose say see you later yeah, like, let him rip come back when you get cold or smell whatever you later pup yeah, yeah see, smell you now you have to like when you're babysitting dogs you have to like take them for walks and yeah pick up their poop and it just Oof. i'm not into that you got to pick up the dog's caca i don't pick it up you're uh, supposed to but i, don't do it. I just leave it it like it just melts through the snow and it just like well there's know. no snow on the ground now so when it snows it'll cover it up and nobody will ever do yeah and I just like look around just make sure nobody's watching me and just like no <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad citizen oh I don't know man I just haven't I, I don't think I even want to have a dog until I have like a place where you can run wild and do cool well, shit well like Angus like my dog like yeah. you just turn him loose and yeah he comes he's he goes a ranch like, dog hey, now and he's, he's a little, cow hey, dog he's a little tiny dog and you just he goes away and he does what his does his thing and then comes back and yeah, he's happy. It's true. Free range dogs. <laughs> free, free range. Uh, where were we at? This is episode twenty six and Charity I'm undefeated event? at da- jackpots. Really? Yeah, I haven't lost. Really? I've been at two jackpots, one on both. The last one I was at, I beat a CFR qualifier at it. What? Yeah. Okay, what did they quit after that? It was bareback. <laughs> it was bareback barrel race and I beat everybody what? by like ten seconds. Ten, ten seconds. Seriously? Really? Seriously? Ten seconds. Yes. I'm not even joking. That's like, that's a lot. Ask, we ask, um, this sounds like, this story sounds made up, Wacy. No, it's true. It happens. You can ask, it was at Novellus place. You really? Ask them. Really? After their branding, we had a barrel, barrel rack barrel race and I crushed everyone. Did, what did you win? Some beers. Oh, okay. Well, so there's no money in that one, but I still okay. won. And I have the pride. And then when I was 12, I won a barrel race and I won $7. $7? Mm-hmm. Is that your smallest check ever in the rodeo business? $7? Yes, it is. Mine was $9.20. For In Carstairs, Alberta, I split fourth like three ways. Nice. In the steer riding. Yeah, that's the, that's the hardest when you do that. Then we, then we crushed a deer on the way home. And I was like, well, I got my nine bucks, Dad, so I'll put that in to fix the car. <laughs> Man, that happened to us on our way back from Alberta <laughs> one time. I was with my mom. That was before I could drive. And we're, we're coming back, and we're driving, and we're clipping along like 120. My mom's flying because she just want to get home at this point. Yep. And I'm looking over, talking to her. And all of a sudden, I hear this huge bang. Uh-oh. And the airbag hits me in the side of the oh, face. Oh, no. And we hit a deer going like 120 whatever. Ooh. Flipped the hood of our van up. Ooh. And like, I had fiberglass in my face for like a week. Because oh, no. Because the airbags were... It was, it was like a 1998 Ford Windstar van. Man. Mm, ouch. Yeah, so it didn't feel very good, but ouch. Fun times down the road. Dang. This is episode 26 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. This week, the guys catch up with Bareback Rider and four time WNFR qualifier, Manitoba's own Orrin Larson. Or- Orrin's on the phone right now. The O Dog. The O. Yeah. Hey, Orrin. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that was the part where you were supposed to say, hey. <laughs> big, big intro. <laughs> <laughs> is Nebra- oh, is Nebraska like the Manitoba that. of America? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you decided to plant your roots there? Like, you know what? This is. Is that why America. what? Is that why you decided you wanted to put plant your roots in Nebraska? It's like this is a lot like Manitoba. I like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! We might not get any actual real <laughs> questions answered today. It might just be all about the comparisons of Nebraska and Manitoba. Oh, some would call it God's country. M- Nebraska, Nebraska, or, or Manitoba, or both. Oh, it's a it's a close one and two. What do you like but better? I'll leave, you, I'll leave you in. I'll leave you in suspense. Which one I like better? Oh, oh okay, okay, <laughs> okay. What's what is the same about Nebraska and Manitoba? Like, what are the similarities? It's flat. There's trees. Uh, you know, I'm kind of in a. It's it's a lot of farming and a lot of farm and ranching, which is very very similar to Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And I'm kind of in a, the Panhandle of Nebraska, which is about an hour and a half northeast of Cheyenne. So you still have some hills and some some things to look at other than just flat, basic prairie. Sorry, Wacy, <laughs> but I'm quoting Saskatchewan. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I have to throw that in there. Don't drag my home line into this. This isn't fair. <laughs> this is about you. You don't say that. <laughs> so let's get some background first. Wacy, you guys, you guys go way back. Let's go way oh, back right. to this uh, story about, what was it, Foremost? 
and Coots. Oh yeah, so Norn got lost. Yeah, it was back in their steer riding days. So uh, Oren's younger brother Kane was also traveling yeah. in this group of people, and then usually there's a run in Alberta of like foremost Coots, and we usually come out for it because it's CCA Road Young or whatever. And then yeah, I'm, I'm sure Oren can carry on the story, but they end up taking a wrong turn and being late for Coots, and yeah, Oren was l- like his horse was in the chute when yeah. he showed up to the rodeo. <laughs> Well, and it wasn't even in the, they, the way they did cute. It took me a while to, to remember this, but we were, it was me, uh, Tanner Alamond, Kane, and what's his name? Our college friends, Buck Tyrells. And we were hauling ass from wherever we came from to cute. And I was, at the time, I was wearing the helmet on, on bareback horses, and I was helmet up and taped up and everything. And. <laughs> We show up. Wait, right wait, wait, wait. In the car, you had to hold on in the car. Oh yeah, I was like, we were falling. We he were, stepped. He stepped out of the van. We were, his hand was running his rigging already. Like he just had to put tied onto his horse, and you were good to go. <laughs> oh wow! I've never been late to a rodeo. This was the first, so I was, I was prepared for war. <laughs> whatever oh, wow. that, whatever came my way, I was ready for it. Oh wow! And then we get, we get to the rodeo and bareback riding. I think last event. What? what? So I had like forever to wait, and <laughs> that's right. That's right. I remember. <laughs> yeah, so I was taped up for like four hours. In the- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and it was hot. Oh day. yeah, forty degrees and oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember because no. they had like four. They had like four sections of steer riding that rodeo too. Because oh, I had already, I had already rode, and then Kane came and he rode in the last section of steer riding and won the rodeo. It was like eighty-four points in the steer riding. Right on. It was Good wild. Job, Kane. Good times. <laughs> yeah, and then that Chris guy where what he broke his ankle and then had to go to Montana to get it fixed up. Oh, because he's American. Yeah, he was he was one of Charles College, but he's from Oklahoma or when he was going to school in Oklahoma. Oh wow, that would have been the first weekend I would have met you and Kane when I started rodeoing. I was trying to think of that earlier. I I didn't really pinpoint when exactly we met. That I think that was because like, I had run into your brother before and like talked to him, so I kind of knew him, and then. You and I, I think that was when we all first kind of like became friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're right. Back or in the day. Yeah, and then. Because you were still riding bulls at that point too, weren't you? Like you were getting on a few here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting on, I was still getting on bulls and some Bronx and. All around. And I think, I think that was the same. Was your brother there, Braden? Uh, no, that was because he didn't start till the year after I started. So like that, that year, uh, that year, Kane and I both made the CCA finals. And then the next year was your brother and my brother. Yeah, that's right. Cause I, your brother won the year end the next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Do. Mm-hmm. And that was when Kane was still trying to be a saddle bronc rider and he wasn't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he, he didn't, he was terrified. Of <laughs> hey, but, but he's made up for it in the bull riding now made the CFR. All three of you guys made the CFR this year, which was, you guys made history. Probably won't have it again unless you guys do it again or when you guys do it again yeah and hopefully the next time we do it will be next year it was kind of i was pretty bummed out the way things happened with game um uh, you know screwing up his groin and yeah and whatnot and um but just to have us all three of us at the same rodeo no matter where it's at um it's definitely special and something i really uh really enjoy and really want to absorb and take on take it all in Speaking of that groin, that we see, <laughs> no, we see, no, no, we, we said we weren't going to talk about it. We said, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have to, but I just wanted to mention that it's on another special edition of uh, Between Two Boots with Wasey. It's an interview on Facebook. It's yeah. so funny. We won't go on, go to that here, but. So with that, would that have been the first time that you guys have made, like each made the same finals since like high school rodeo or like the amateur days? Like, would, I can't remember if you guys have made the CSA finals all together or even the Manitoba I, finals. I don't think we all made the CSA finals all together and I don't think we made the Manitoba finals all together because was I don't, gone I don't oh Tyrell was gone to college I think the, honestly I think the last time we were all together at one finals was the high school finals in 2007 oh geez whenever seven or so yeah whenever Tyrell graduated in so Medicine Hat Tyrell won uh the Bronx and the Bulls at Medicine Hat that year. And then you won the bareback riding, yeah. didn't you? No, I didn't win the bareback riding until my last year, which would have been in Burton. Oh, in 08 or 9. Um, well, not 9 or 10 even. Yeah, nine or ten. it would have been 9 or 10. It was the year I graduated. Because 08 was Merritt, BC, wasn't it? Or no, Williams Lake. Williams Lake, yeah. There was it only Williams yeah, Lake William, for one year? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, 09 was Williams Lake as well. Yeah, so it would have been 2010 in Verdon when it changed. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you were only in grade nine in 2007? Would have had to be. I think so, yeah. Because you I, graduated yeah. in 2010, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, math, simple math, yeah. Maths. <laughs> I, want, I want you to tell the story about um, when you and Kane entered all the events in Russell at the high school rodeo Holy and God. what happened in the team roping. Tell the people about oh, this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kane never entered all the events. He was yeah. helping in the team roping, but oh, okay. for some reason, I thought it was a grand idea to run for Manitoba high school rodeo president, student president or whatever. <laughs> and my, and, and I felt kind of, kind of bad because everyone else was working on their speeches and what they would do to make, you know, the association better. And all, all my speech was, if I get elected in, I will enter every men's event <laughs> at one rodeo. Drop the mic and walk off stage. <laughs> yeah, just, just like that. Sure, shit, I get, I get in. So I got to decide. I, I won the bareback riding because I was the only bareback rider. <laughs> uh, placed in the bronc riding because me and Kane were the only bronc riders. Uh Placed in the bull riding because me, Kane, and I think Probably I don't know two other guys were Landon. Yeah, Landon and Jesse Johnson. Yeah, going up. I think Ty, I don't remember, but yeah, Ty Collins. Um, we were also. I think I might have placed there. Uh, won the bulldogging as a rookie. My calf. First one ever. Or have you done that before? I've never done it. You just won it first one. So just I, one and done. Yeah. 7.7, I think. Oh, that's pretty good. Good work. Yeah, I had a, I borrowed a pretty good horse, and I had a schooling 101 on Bulldog, and so that worked out pretty good. And then in the team roping, <laughs> I was heading, King was healing, and geez, we had 50-foot rope and gloves <laughs> oh, no. on, and we were fresh off the ranch, kind of oh, no. looking, <laughs> and just. Just kind of gunsully looking, and I'm I'm heading and I and team's healing, and I two swings whack and caught him just perfect. I kind of spaced a little bit because I forgot how to which way to turn him. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so I turned him the wrong way. What? He, he is he is absolutely pushing me because you're turning the wrong effing way. <laughs> And and it's and the arena's dead quiet. There's five people in the stands, and the rest are kids, and it is quiet. And they can hear us cussing at each other. Just rope, turn them the other way. I was like, just rope them. Oh wow! So you went right, so like you went the opposite of NASCAR. You went right. Yeah, I went go. right, and just oh my god, I, I just panicked. I was like, oh shit, I caught him. <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> oh my gosh. How so, does that how does that even so happen? I started left and went right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. It just just worked out that way. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of my favorite songs so, ever. So, Neela, so every time I run it and sometimes I'll run into old high school rodeo parents like at Vegas or Canadian finals. And that's the one story they always bring up is remember that one time you and Kane were cussing <laughs> at each other. In the middle of the arena? <laughs> oh, wow. It was, oh, it was, a, it was a blast. But, but I, after that, I learned which way to turn it here. Oh, wow. Oren Larson goes in a far in the bareback riding, turns the wrong way in the team <laughs> roping. Wow. That's so yeah. Funny. Well, well now I know. So, now you know, <laughs> I might be a team roper when this is done. I guess. As that. long as you turn the right way. Yeah. You can maybe create yeah, a new exactly. thing. Like maybe you could be faster that way if you just turn to the right and just like do a crossover. You can't get a crossfire. You just like swoop in there and go the wrong way and he just like slides a heel loop in there. It might be like a new thing. I don't know. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking. And Kane <laughs> very strongly disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's fine. But it was all in good fun. So you spend a lot of your, it's Gearing, Nebraska, right? Is that where you're at? Or am I in the wrong thing in the yeah. wrong place? Okay. Yeah, Gearing, Nebraska. Gearing, Nebraska. Okay, so, and you married a girl from down there, from Nebraska, right? Is that correct, or is she from Idaho? She's actually from south of Denver, and we met oh. in college when I went to Oklahoma. Oh. And she's got, she finished her nursing degree down there in Oklahoma, and then the only, really only place she can find a job right out of college was here in Gearing, and ironically, that's where her dad grew up, and oh. she still has a lot of family over here so it worked out pretty well oh okay so by marrying an american does that make you kind of american now how does that work kind of right um no oh um yes and no 
Yes and no. I guess, and I was talking to my immigration lawyer about this because right now we're starting the process of my green card. Yeah. And um, my lawyer said probably the easiest way is just to go through my job and occupation and whatnot, and which I'm not saying that there's not a way to do it through marriage. I know Terrell, my brother Terrell's done it yeah. through marriage, and it worked out for him. So honestly, I'm just following my lawyer's orders, and I'm just trusting her to get the job done. That's fair. That's fair. And I've heard a lot of nightmarish things about going through marriage, like dropping everything you have and then going to a meeting in Denver or Boise and and what day is your wife's dad's birthday kind of deal. Oh, wow. Like a memory test. It's five or, yeah, it's just just ridiculous from what I hear. So I decided to skip that route. That's fair. We were talking before... And you had you. I really liked what you were saying, but I think we I think we mentioned it on a, a previous podcast when the one you said you listened to with George Taylor, and, and you didn't realize you were in the same company as some of these guys. With your fourth NFR qualification, you're officially tied for fifth with Davy Shields Jr. and Dale Trotter with with the most NFR qualifications as a Canadian. The, uh, Robin Burwash is leading it with nine. Uh, Steve Dunham has eight. Jim Dunn has seven. But Steve Dunham went five times in a row, and you're also, you've gone four times in a row, which has only been done by two other guys in Robin Burwash and, uh, and, and Steve Dunham. So you're already in elite company, and when you started talking about that, it was, I liked what you were saying. It Like you, to be considered in that same company at the age you're at, it, I, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and... And like we mentioned, we were talking earlier. I think you mentioned that when you uh, interviewed George Taylor, and I kind of—I never really thought I—I I thought I'd be eventually be in the same company because I got a lot of goals and a lot of things I still want to accomplish in my career. But to do it now, it's, it kind of kind of just blew me away a little bit, just to be in the same the same group of those Canadian legends. It's it's beyond words, and I'm just really fortunate to be in the same same group as them. And, and you're 25, correct? Oh no, man! I'm 27. 27. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. I'm old. <clears throat> I was adding up the years a little different there, but even even in four more years, you're uh, or five more years, you're 32 in your you know what you could consider your prime in the bareback riding, like or you could go till you're till you're like 50, like Kelly Timberman, but <laughs> Kelly Wardell. Yeah. Or and even Will Low. What age is Will Low now? Yeah, and the, the weird, <laughs> I get a kick out of Will Low, especially this year because. I can, with full confidence, say that he literally made the NFR by accident, and I'm not saying that in the case of J.R. Vizane, which is is devastating, and no one wants to take J.R.'s spot because of that, but when I talked to Will Lowe after Cheyenne, he went to 20, I think he went to like 25 rodeos, and he was making the NFR, and he wasn't really planning on making the NFR. He was just going to go to the big ones and the fun ones, and you know, just bebop around, and then August came. He's like, "Oh, well, maybe I should start entering more because I just might make the final." Hmm. So before Jr.'s deal, he was making the finals by accident, and I just think, you know, Willow's just a stud in his own definition of just tough. And I guess my point in all that though is that you're 27, and uh, five more years, you could already you could have the most. You could be tied with Burwash for the most qualifications ever, and set a new a new standard, basically, right? Uh, yeah, I guess in that perspective, for sure. I got a lot of things I want to accomplish before then, and even after then, if, you know, God willing. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited. for. I'm very fortunate to where my career has taken me and the people I've met and kind of the, I guess, the statistic uh, view of the people I'm with. For the record, Will Lowe is currently 35 and will turn 36 on December 24th of this year. And he's got, oh, he's got 14 NFR qualifications, so he made it first when he was about 21. And your first qualification yeah. was when you were 23 then, wouldn't it have been? Yeah, 23. Yeah, 23. But, yeah, and Will, there's not much more to say about Will. He's just, yeah. a, he's just, he's just a legend in his own, in everybody's mind. It's just amazing what he's been through. And just being in the same dressing room as him, he's just that old school toughness that you don't see a lot anymore. Let's talk about JR a little bit right now. What What's the latest update there? Last I heard, I talked to him the last round of the Canadian finals, and he was in Salt Lake or just south of Salt Lake doing rehab and kind of moving around a little bit. Um, he's doing really, really, really well from everyone I've talked to and from 
talking to JR. He's kind of in that little percentage of the human race where he's just kind of like Willow and just dirty, tough. And when he says he's going to walk, you know, it's not just him you know, blowing smoke up your ass. He, he genuinely believes it and genuinely genuinely thinks he's going to walk again. And he's he's making huge improvements every day. And he's, uh, he's a huge inspiration to the, not only to the world of rodeo, but to everyone around him. And speaking of inspirations, I want to talk about mentors a little bit and, and people that you look up to in, in this world. And how did how did you get to want to be one of the best bareback riders in the world? And and this year, you're coming in number four in the world. You've got a real shot of win, winning the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I've been really fortunate to have to look up to great people and becoming friends with a lot of great bareback riders and a lot of great people with a great mentality. Uh, Kelly Wardell taught me everything I know about bareback riding. He's taught me a lot of the mental aspect and all of the, I would say, say, say all of the technical aspect of bareback riding. Cody Demers, he was my first solid traveling partner when I was in college in Idaho. He was a great, great stepping stone towards my career. And I've learned a lot about traveling and a lot about thinking and a lot about entering. I can't say enough about Cody to where he's helped me in my career. And and obviously, I have my brothers who I look up to and who I feed off of, and hopefully they feed a little bit off me. So it's I've been really fortunate to have the people around me with Cody, Kelly, my wife, brothers, family, friends. It's been uh, it's not a self-made. I'm not a self-made man by any stretch. Let's talk about Vegas a little bit. Wacy and I were talking the other day about fun questions to ask about Vegas and like what what's your favorite story so far from being at the NFR? My favorite story? Oh man. I think it would have been my first year at the finals. <laughs> Caleb Bennett, who was always giving me hell. Me and me and my wife were dating at the time, and, and Caleb would always say, "You know, when you're just, you know, you're just whipped, and you never go out and this and that, and just give me, <laughs> give me a hard time, just round after round after round." And then I think it was the sixth round. I was like, "You know what, Caleb? You're one of my good friends, and I respect you a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you something at the tenth round. I need, to, I just need to give you something at the tenth round." And Caleb really never thought much about it. So tenth round comes that morning. My wife and I go to Walmart, and I get two pairs of these really, really shitty boxing gloves. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and you, know, you walk the walk. You know, talk to talk, you better walk the walk, Caleb. So I I go in there before, or go in the dressing room before anyone else and hide them and whatever. And and then the bronc riding got done because I was helping Terrell in the bronc riding that year. And I and I get back to the dressing room and I kind of move stuff out of the middle of the dressing room and threw a pair of boxing gloves at Caleb. And I said, all right, man, let's, let's do this. Like, <laughs> you're doing an awful lot of talking with no bite. Let's hear this. Let's do this. <laughs> You want to see a guy shrivel up so fast? <laughs> he went. He went down to nothing. Oh wow! So quick, like that. And I wasn't gonna beat him up. I was gonna just spar with him, like mess around with him, let him know I'm still the alpha male, <laughs> and we go on our way. And he will not. It's safe to say he's pushed out. <laughs> Did that? But but we brought those boxing gloves into the bronc rider dressing room Ooh. and and that was a terrible idea <laughs> Gail, or uh seth hardwick and clint lay for some reason decided to go with one boxing glove each which was really dumb because <laughs> you can easily hit the other guy with the non-glove hand so it turned into being you know i'll tap you you got me haha the plant picking up and slamming him on the ground and knocking <laughs> Seth out. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it, and after that, someone someone threw out the boxing gloves, but I saved <laughs> one of them, and I made Caleb Bennett sign the glove he pushed out on, and it's <laughs> hanging up on my my wall. Best. That's probably your most prized uh, trophy of the whole uh, lot. It is, and I I want I I've been meaning to send a picture to Caleb, and just to, every time he lets off to me, I'll send him a picture of that. Like, <laughs> You remember that day? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome! Oh wow, well, you you have experienced boxing, didn't you? Remember, like when you were in Idaho, didn't you have to fight somebody? Remember, you and I talked about this a long time ago. Well, the biggest fundraiser for the College of Southern Idaho Rodeo Team was the Boxing Smoker, and what that was was three one one minute rounds, and they would pair you up to your best height, reach, weight, and skill level, and they make a 
ton of money doing this and it's actually i've always wanted to go back go back to twin and just see it just to watch it yeah but um and it's just a great event and i've fought in it three times and i've lost one out of three times damn good uh, good record (laughs) that's a record i'm keeping i'm I'm, my fighting days i think are over (laughs) (laughs) so because so going back to the story at the finals though with the tenth round, like everybody, you guys have like you guys got a lot of beer and like stashed in the dressing room by this point. Or do you have a full keg or like like what's the situation in the tenth round? It's usually a pretty big party at the end of the year. Yeah, it's uh, the Bronc Riders will. We always go to the Bronc Riders because it's a bigger dressing room and there's more room and you fit more people in. And there's last year for some stupid reason, someone got one of those those great big water gallon jugs that you see at office spaces and whatnot. <laughs> And filled that with thirteen different kinds of beer, oh, oh, no. and just just god awful stuff. And you can Oof. you can get pretty pie eyed drunk pretty quick drinking some of those <laughs> oh, playing man. Cup. Oh, man. But it's it's a blast. You know, it's we we went through ten days of war. It, the year's done. The world champions are made out. You know, it's just a it's just a night to unwind and yeah, and just chill. I thought you were going to say that they <clears throat> that they filled the water cooler with with whis- whiskey of some sort that would have been but that might have been too much that would have been too far yeah th- that would have been too expensive and could <laughs> <laughs> be a, quite a few people at the hospital <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so that was the craziest story that is quite the story just knocked him clint knocked him clean out eh yeah no clint knocked knocking seth out yeah like just just and it was just escalated so quick <laughs> it shouldn't have been like that at all but it, one thing led to another, and Clint got mad and just literally picked Seth off like oh, wow. a square bale. Oh, wow. And just hit Seth against the floor, and he was he was out for a little while. Holy smokes. Call sports med. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we had a boxing accident. <laughs> what, it, what, what it should have, really. Oh, jeez. I, I just wanted to ask about, like, Carmen had mentioned, like, some of the crazy fines that happened oh, at the yeah. end of our stuff. Like, what, what is the craziest fine that you've received that you've seen given out? Your four years at the NFR, three years at the NFR so far. Jeez, the craziest fine. I'm not going to give any names, but I know someone wouldn't go for interviews after they won the round. They wouldn't go for their victory lap after they won the round. They really wouldn't do anything after they win the round, and they've, and they've won multiple rounds. I think the fine got up to, like, I want to say close to the tens of thousands of dollars. Wow, holy crap. <laughs> and and I don't know if how she or she got that like resolved but obviously they did and they're still competing but i that was just not really necessary in my opinion that's a good thing they won a few rounds then yeah yeah and i and i've only gotten one fine that was taking too long to shoot so and that was that was still a 500 dollars fine i think that's wild okay so like so in talking about vegas what's your number one or like your favorite thing to do throughout the 10 days or something that you always make sure and do while you're down there to kind of keep things entertaining I learned in the first year that me and Tyrell went was not to walk around everywhere. Like, don't go to Cowboy Christmas every day because you just <laughs> get worn out, you get tired, and then you're not worth the shit when you get on. Mm-hmm. My Lex and I will we'll go to the Cowboy Christmas once in a while, and then we'll just kind of beep up around the hotel. I'll take her out for a massage at the hotel and just kind of do a little bit of exploring, but not to exhaust yourself too much. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So then would you, do you guys pack your own meals for the week, or do you go out and eat every night? Like, how does that work? I want, I want to know this stuff. What's your favorite uh, restaurant? We, uh, favorite restaurant? Uh, last year, the Bareback Riders, uh, after the back number ceremony, we do a bareback rider dinner. We just toast each other, say congratulations for making it here and whatnot. And we usually go, we usually splurge pretty good on ourselves. Um, I think my favorite restaurant was probably Del Frisco's Steak. Very, very uptight, very classy place, and not really a place to take 15 bareback riders there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I but we go there and it's it's awesome. But as far as fast food, Urban Tom's I think it's called is pretty good. And it's after the rounds over ten, eleven o'clock at night, you just want to get something quick and go to bed. Yeah. So we well, what my wife and I do, we'll we'll pack our own coffee maker and our own preservative snacks, and we'll mm. get fruit and we'll do whatever we can bring without a fridge because they don't give us a fridge there. Oh, so okay. we, yeah. It's then, just 
challenge. Yeah, and, and at that point, and in the later of the rounds at that point, you're just looking for something different. Like, oh man, we ate a serpent tongue five times this week. Like, we got to <laughs> venture out a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. That's interesting. Okay, uh, so shifting gears, I want to go back to your college days. And Kane tells me a story about one time when you, he, you challenged him or he challenged you. Like, if he rode a bronc and you rode a bull, something would happen. I just think that'd be a funny story to tell people. Oh, yeah. The last time I got on a bull, uh, yeah, that's me, and Kane were at, me and Kane were at a house party. Or no, we weren't even at a house party. We were just at our place. We were living together in college. And we had a little bit to drink, and we were just hanging out. And I said, man, you sh- you're in the perfect school to be a bronc rider. You're at the Ed Bauer School. Like, you need a- it's a shame that you're at the Holy Grail for bron- bronc riding colleges, or one of them at least. And you're not going to take advantage of it. And he's like, man, I just, I just don't crave it anymore. And then he was giving me the same kind of speech about me quitting riding bulls. And I was like, you know what? I will get on a bull if you get on a bronc. And then, you know, we were talking. We didn't think much of it. Next yeah. morning comes along and he says, all right, I need to borrow your bronc saddle. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I guess I need to borrow your bull rope. <laughs> so we get, and I am wetting bullets all day long. Practice is at three or four o'clock and I'm sweating and I'm terrified and I get the best bullfighters we had at that around that area there and I'm like your life is in my my life is in your hands like no bullshit but please save me <laughs> which is funny because so you, you rode bulls good I, I rode bulls the part but I just I just hated it I, there was a point where I just hated it like I just didn't crave it at all same reason King quit riding bronc but, yeah, yeah. but King King gets on this bronc it's just a little red roan horse doesn't spur it that much but just <laughs> rides the hell out of it and did really really good and surprisingly good because that was like one of the first ones i've seen Kane stay on <laughs> <laughs> can <laughs> on confirm <purpose>. can confirm <laughs> <laughs> and and i was like well geez i gotta show up like i gotta knock this sucker out so i go to the stock contractor and say what is the fluffiest duck spinner you have he said that one some paint red paint bowl and i probably made the best ride away from my hand i think i ever made and jumped off and i threw my helmet and <laughs> threw my vest and i said you guys are just pussies it's not that hard <laughs> oh man you threw your vest got in the van. <laughs> did you say oh, did yeah. you say you threw I, your vest <laughs> oh i was jacked like i I knew what I thought. I was at the PBR final. Oh my gosh! Can you throw your vest at the NFL was, this year? I want to see that. No, no, because I will. You'll get fined. <laughs> I will get it. Oh, I'll either get fined or I'll never hear the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a blast. It was. I, I will never. That was the last time I got off bull, and that's gonna be. That's gonna stay like that. Well, you gotta end off on a high note. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So why not ruin a good thing? <laughs> We're uh, I left Wacy the reins there while I was paying for my furnace repairs. <laughs> uh, have you guys done the okay. no? I haven't the that one yet. Okay, there. Go ahead. So, so this is the one question we ask all of our guests. We want to know what your definition of cowboy shit is. The Manitoba version. <laughs> Manitoba, Nebraska. Uh, the Manitoba, <laughs> the mashup version of cowboy shit is. <laughs> I think it's just being, just being that dirty old school tough that I was talking about. Will that you don't see a lot anymore and. Uh, just being tough and when something's got to get done no matter what the circumstances is just give it 130 percent to ex- execute it and it's it's gonna the one of the best quotes i think when you interviewed will Ramson was it everyone wants to do cowboy shit until it's time to do cowboy shit or something like mm-hmm. that and i and i think that's such a cool quote and and it's very true especially in this day and age because when the stuff gets going you know people kind of hide under the porch and don't want to deal with it so it's just just when things got to get done do it in any whatever the circumstance is and just be tough about it you know just go at it 130 percent i don't want to end yet there's still a couple things i want to ask you i've got i want to ask you what do you think it's going to take to beat tim o'connell do they have to make the, the rodeo count limit like lower or something like change the rules a little bit or do you just got to show up that no. much better at the finals or what what's that what has to happen you just like tim's you know, obviously one of the best bareback riders there is. And the way to beat Tim is just outride him. Yeah. And out, you know, you got to have the stock. You got to have the athlete. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's just the long and the short of it. Just outride him and have better horses than he does. And that's not just with Tim. That's with any of the 15 guys that are in Vegas. Yeah. 
Okay. And to be healthy, obviously. And I want to talk health-wise, and I don't know the whole story with everything and what's going on, but I want to talk concussions and bareback riding. That stuff, like the concussion stuff freaks me out, and I don't know, I have never watched the movie Concussion yet, but we do, like I do a lot with the Ty Pazabon Foundation, and I just want to talk about that with you guys, because it seems like there's either a higher risk in bareback riding, or it happens more often, or... Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I want to talk about that and what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I don't think you're totally wrong as far as it happens more in bareback riding, but it, it's definitely a common thing with bareback riders. And I think there needs to be the proper precautions to put in place to where a concussion happens and a test, because honestly, the test at the NFR for concussion testing is, you know, it's not very good. Because you, if you don't pass a concussion test, all right, take a day off. Well, a day off isn't going to heal a concussion. Yeah. So it's and and but that's on the other side of that coin. You got to think we don't sit behind a desk and get paid once every two weeks. Like, this yeah. is our livelihood. This is this is what our living is, and it's 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 a big pill for people or for guys to say, all right, I got a concussion, I'm out for the finals. You're not you're not going to see that, and I don't know if that's something you just have to enforce as far as concussion protocol and say if you got a concussion you're done. Hmm. But it, it's it's a tough when it it's easy to sit back here and talk about it, but when it happens to you, it's pretty tough to say okay I'm done. Yeah, when you can right, win so much money and exactly and and uh, a lot of people know this right now, but I had knee surgery uh, last week and it turned into something from something really simple to something that I might not be at the finals. You know, I'm going to heal up and try my best to be at my fullest, but I can't sit around and, you know, think and just turn out of the NFR because that's how I make my living. So, so you might still not get to compete this year, you're saying? Well, what happened was I had a knee scope done. It was very simple because I injured it right after the last round of the Canadian finals. Okay. And I, I was had, I, from what it was, before I got the surgery, there was no way I could get on a bareback horse or have a good first stroke or any of that. So it was like a two-week, you'll be riding in two weeks, no problem. Uh, after I got done surgery, the surgeon said, you need to rethink about going to Vegas. Wow. And I said, well, tough, because I'm, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's just it. Cause I'm, and it was one of the worst, because what I did was tear my meniscus and... Uh, he said that was it was probably the worst meniscus, one of the worst meniscus tears he's ever seen, and he wants to really rethink about me going to Vegas. But at the rate I'm healing, at the you know I've just been praying a lot and doing everything I can to to heal up and change my diet and change everything about my daily routine. I'm healing quicker than I thought I'd be, and I'm full confident that I'll go to the go to Vegas. Okay. Well, uh, we wish you the best healing up. I'll be in, I'll be in Vegas. You know, yeah, don't You'll be there. Okay. Okay. We got your word. Yeah. Well, it's not about us. Yeah. It's about you. And we're, uh, no. we're, we're rooting for you. Yeah. We're rooting for you. And we, uh, really appreciate your time. We ended up being way longer than we thought, but I thought that, uh, we had an awesome time here. So thanks for, thanks for joining us on, uh, on Cowboy Shit. No, thanks for having me on. I, I like what you guys are doing. Pretty big fans of the show and, and let's do it again. We'll uh, we'll bring you a T-shirt. I'll bring you a T-shirt to the finals so you can support it. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. awesome. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, Oren. Again. Uh, All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks good, a lot. Good catching up, buddy. Take care. Thanks, man. Okay. See you guys. Or see you, Oren. Sorry, <laughs> voices across the chair for me. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. And we said we were gonna do like an anniversary thing, like where we like pop some like champagne when we made a year, but. It's noon. We had we had Tim's and it, yeah, it's noon. It's noon. We can't do champagne. <laughs> so someday, actually, you know what we're gonna do? We just decided. I just I just decided we're gonna have a celebration for the podcast uh, around your birthday time. We're gonna have a po- birthday. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop trying to steal my birthday. <laughs> we're not stealing. We're just adding, making it an even more anniversary party. Yeah, like. Podcast, but it's gonna no the no. podcast anniversary. No friends miss and waste. This is birthday. how it's gonna go. It's gonna be All my birthday time. party, and then in brackets under, it's gonna be podcast <laughs> anniversary. What about where does friends miss fit into that? That's just between friends. We don't need to advertise that. Yeah. Okay. So the podcast anniversary featuring Wacy's birthday. No. 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 Wacy's <laughs> birthday featuring the podcast anniversary. We can't do this. <laughs> you know that my I take my birthday very seriously. 
That's going to be a good time. Okay. Well, then talking about the anniversary shifting, I'm trying to change the subject as fast as I can here. Um, what has been your favorite thing about the podcast? So oh, Wacy with back the, on a year. Wacy, Wacy with the solid question. Oh, podcast highlight. I'm going to have to say, um, first thing coming to my mind right now is Roland McFadden episode. Great interview. Hot off the start. And I'm going to look something up right now. Go to the old podbean.com and uh, log into the account. I think one of my favorite ones so far was our uh, Valentine's Day episode with Taylor. Oh, that was quite that good. That was so funny. Those stories that you had were out of this world. So I wanted to find the stats. Oh, there we go. Stats. 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 So all time. All right. So, oh, we're not quite. So Roland McFadden, his episode's been out for... Not a month yet either. Yeah, like three weeks. Yeah. And he has 636 downloads. And he's number two all time. Flint Rasmussen, his has been out since July. And he's at 679. So... Pretty soon, Roland's episode will be our most popular yet, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think it says something for that episode before the CFR, you know, to have that many downloads. And it's still not a lot. Like, it's still pretty... It's pretty good, though. It's pretty new. But yeah, Roland, we just had so much fun with that. And I think our last two episodes we just recorded today, they were both a lot of fun, too. Yeah, they're great, yeah. And I guess Oren, technically, or not technically, but Oren was our first bareback rider we've had on the show, too, right? Would that yeah. be correct yeah. as well? Yeah, it's true. Very true. Yeah, he was our number one, first one. First bareback rider, first barrel racer. We're really making, uh, you know... Making the rounds. Making uh, making progress so we've had, here. We've had one from every major event, then. Um, we've had bull rider, steer yeah. wrestler, saddle bronc rider. Bronc rider, yeah. Bareback. Tie down. Calf roper. Chain, yeah. And uh, then team roping team was rolling. Team ropers. Barrel racing. We did it. We we've had it all. Yeah, we've had a clown. That's an event. <laughs> we did have a clown. <laughs> Bullfighter, we've had Scott An Burn. announcer. Announcer. Uh, we haven't talked to any sound guys yet, but I kind of... But you we, are a sound guy. We are sound guys, so that's... Yeah, that's... We talk to each other every day, so... So, what are we missing? We're missing secretary, and we're missing <laughs> stock boss, and we're missing stock contractor. Yeah. Have we done a contractor? No, I haven't done a contractor yet. Okay, so it's on the list. There's a few good ones we could probably round up there. You know who I was thinking we should have talked to before the NFR this year was Wayne Vold. Yeah. Talking about some old ranchman stories and, mm-hmm. and some... Just, I think it would be fun to Could get be our Christmas episode. a different generation of folks. Yeah, that is true, too. Good call, Wacy. Points mm-hmm. for Wacy. That could be the week we get I'm home. hot today, man. Man, we're on, on fire. A, partially because the furnace is back on. Yes. We touched on that in segment one. Yep. This furnace is up and running again. The house is starting to the warm up finally. The furnace is back. My feet aren't freezing. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty sweet. Like, how just looking at how far we've come in, in a year. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we don't sound like idiots anymore no, on the radio. Been, we're both like... <laughs> settling down and we have pretty good pretty good interviews so far that was fun like i talked about it and the after the cfr episode and like the feedback we've been getting from people has been really yep. like it makes the person feel good that they're like enjoying it and yeah some entertainment value in it and it's pretty exciting to be recognized for stuff like that it's makes me feel pretty good about it so um, i'm glad you feel good about yourself ways thanks thanks man appreciate it pbr finals Let's yeah, talk about it. But before that, though, this Not is the, the twenty episode number 26. This one is the last episode of basically season one of Cowboy Shit. Yeah, 2.0 starts soon. Yeah, season two begins before the NFR. It's true. So just if you care, you probably don't even give a shit. But I mean, I just want to let you know that. So it's important to us. Big deal to us. We yeah. Last this long. People it's, are enjoying it. It's not as important as Wacy's birthday, but it's My pretty high up there. So important. <laughs> uh, okay, PBR finals. You were there. I went there Monday. Was there Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night? Flew to Regina Thursday. Worked Yorkton Saturday, Sunday. Experience Regina. So, PBR finals. Awesome. Yeah. How was it? Congratulations to Kaiki Pacheco. Finally, world champ. Yeah, this is world championship. Uh, Yorkton was kick ass. Dayton Johnston was number one in the world for about a week, <laughs> and. That was cool. First Canadian to do that, I believe. But then Logan Beaver mentioned it on Facebook because Logan doesn't have a phone. He just goes on the internet to be a troll. He's quite apparently. The guy. He's quite the guy. <laughs> There's one and only Logan Beaver in the world. <laughs> we love you, Logan. But Logan mentioned last year Lonnie West won Newtown, and that would have technically made him number one in the world. It's true. And I think he's right. I think there may have been an event in Australia at the same time, so maybe they were tied. Maybe he was tied. Mm-hmm. But maybe I messed up. I don't know. Logan, points for you. You get a free t-shirt when we get mediums back in stock. Or schmediums for you because you're small like us. So. Yeah, we don't know where you would We only have larges and extra larges left. I think we only have XLs left. left. We got rid of our two larges at the CFR. Oh, did we? Yeah, we only have XLs left. Uh-oh. Sorry, Owen. You're going to have to wear an XL. We're going to have to get more mm-hmm. for the Bill. anniversary party. Bill. Bill, nah, the Do science it. guy. What's up? 
He's our guy. Bill H, the promotions guy. <laughs> okay, what about PBR? Yeah, that happened. Was good. Marco Gucci won the finals. 94 points. Well, this how, is, we're talking results. How again. do you, how, well, how do you, like, not talking about results, like, when he got knocked out by Spotted Demon. Oh, and then like, he rode the next yeah, night. Yeah, like, how, how does, what, like, to me, it, that know. just doesn't make sense to me. He must have passed the test. Yeah, I know. I guess. But yeah. when you get knocked out, cool look. Like, like I don't that, know. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, I don't know what to say there. Kind I'm of a touchy conversation, but it's it just yeah. it's just strange. Like it just, I don't know. I didn't watch. It good on enough. good on him. I mean, for doing what he did, but yeah. to me, it just it kind of blew my mind a little bit. What else is going on here? WCRA had their semifinals. Jake and, was ninety. Yep, Jake goes on to the Windy City Showdown in Chicago nice. for a chance at a million bucks worth of rodeo nice, nice. on there. That's fun. What else? Uh, NFR is coming up. PBR Canada Finals this weekend PBR in Saskatoon. Canada. It's going to be probably one of the best finals I think we've ever had. You got a good good lineup. You released totally. a lineup of riders today. Yeah, we did that this morning. That's old news already. Solid lineup. So so what? So going into that, like, what are you expecting? Like, are you expecting who's going to win? Yeah, who's your, who's your pick going into that? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Let's go to the standings. Let me look at the standings. No, you can't quick. do it. You just have to go off of knowledge. Well, Lachlan Richardson's first. Coverchuck's second. Brock Radford's third. Jared Parsonage is fourth. Jared's 460 points back. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's within 100 points, which is like, this is the closest I've ever seen it. And I, I said that last year, that was the closest yeah. I've ever seen it. But it was only between two guys. Where this year, it's between like, I mean, really within a, thousand points isn't that far off because the average pays 1250 points right and there's four what rounds it, what's a round pay 250 so that's pretty good there's a there's 2250 points so technically anyone can win anyone that's at the finals can win mm-hmm. but it's very unlikely that someone from the bottom will Come. win but if they win 1250 points in the aggregate the last guy coming to the finals right now is 1892 back so i mean you win that you win some rounds, rounds. but everybody ahead of them has to not do a lot, vari- lot, vari- lot of variables a lot of variables with this many with 20 guys at the finals there's gonna be a lot of qualified rides yes yeah. oh yeah and i mean i i would safely say anybody within the like within the top eight Kay. would have a chance but then who's your pick <sighs> right now i mean cody Coverchuk didn't have any luck in yorkton but he did really well at the cfr and that's yeah that's why he's my pick your pick. He, his t- yeah. historically at finals he's had bad luck like he, like yeah. ever since i've known cody like he just hasn't yeah. been able to convert and get it done but then going five or six the cfr yeah. riding a bull that's been unridden in the last round yeah i think that's kind of where it's going to take him to the next level okay. get him converting out of finals and get okay. the job done uh and i'm gonna say brock coming off the world finals i mean but st- i think my pick's still jared he's 460 points back but he's consistent and on four bulls i think that's who I'm going to pick. He's probably I, got, a, got a sour taste in his mouth after yeah, that year wants to get I, something rolling here. I really thought he was going to be the guy to, I really thought he was going to be the guy to go and win both in the same year and he didn't. So I, I still think he could do it next year because it's, he's going to be around for a while. How far out is Wacy? Let's do that real quick. Wacy Finkbinder's number 12. He's 1,484 points, so, 85 points back. Technically has a chance, but it's a real long shot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that to happen, but I hate anything can happen. Anything can happen. He wins a couple rounds. The guys, everybody ahead of him has to not do anything though. That's why you got to get to Saskatoon. Don't see very Friday, Saturday. Yep. Sastel center. So that's it. That's uh, this week's show. I've had enough podcasting for the morning. We've been doing this for a long time. Not that I don't love podcasting, but I'm tired and I want to eat some food and, uh, have another meeting in 24 minutes on the phone. So (laughs) thanks for listening. Ending season number one, (laughs) season number two coming up soon. Thanks for listening and putting up with our shit on Cowboy Shit. Adios. This was episode 26 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacey, brought to you by Everything Cowboy.